What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. We're back. It's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. We're here off the bye week. My name's Brandon Tanguma. And as always, I got my boy, your boy, our boy, Dominic Hobson. See, I, I told you guys that I was going to switch up the intro. I tried, a.k.a. I completely forgot until about 30 seconds for this podcast. So maybe we'll go back to the old intro or we'll, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll riff it because that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what I've heard the people want us to riff more, Dominic. But Dominic, hello. How's it going? How you doing? How you doing? Keep moving. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine, Brandon. I'm, you know. <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> and I miss you too, Dominic. Yes, okay. if you guys didn't know, if you haven't been in the loop, which, which most needed, of them haven't, y'all motherfuckers should be in the loop. Dominic moved yeah. across the border, not to Mexico or Canada, but he, he, yeah, he moved across the Oregon and Washington border up to Spokane Valley, which I had to like look and see what Spokane was. I didn't, that's where Gonzaga is. So maybe, you know, March Madness, we go up and go see I mean, a Zags game. I, I literally drove by there on my second day of training. I was, you know, we're going to some like damage up in some like place or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know where the fuck we're going. And then, uh, and I saw Gonzaga and I'm like, is, is this? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, this is Gonzaga. I'm like, wow, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, I didn't realize I was this close to it, but uh, you know, yes, I I have moved out of the Bay Area, which is very difficult. Lost a lot of friends. Lost a lot we're of all, we're all dead. Lost, you know, ninety percent, like ninety eight percent of my family. You know, I have my dad here. Shout out, big dog. Thank you shout for. Out. You know, taking me in. Uh, I want to shout out. I'm not going to call her by her gimmick name. I'm going to call her by her real name. The love of my life, Mari. Or with an I, not with a Y. Exactly. Not Mary. Come on. Who the fuck? Yeah. Um, I'm the only person who spells it with an I, but it's okay. Exactly. Because um, I care about being or right. Or taking the trip with me and putting up with my horrible and legitimately crippling anxiety, panic attacks, depression, because not having her is hurting me so much. So same with the mascot. I do not have the mascot or Minnie, who is the other little bitch dog that I love with all my heart. Um, you know, I don't have me mama, me hermano, uh, all of my, she had a goldfish, huh? She had a goldfish. Well, my dad has a fucking fish tank with like fucking 50 fish in there because they keep reproducing. He's just like, he didn't realize that, can you, can, you, can you fix a can you fix a fish yeah it's called kill it oh, okay got it got it but you know uh you know i i've lost or you go fishing and you put a giant bass in there and the bass will eat them up and you have one well, giant that, fish. that's what he needs to do he needs to put a giant fish in there to kind of eat all the babies up but he just doesn't do it so but you know i lost all of my friends over at all american labels you know and tyler and tyler you know, he sent me a, a a TikTok of, I can't remember what it was, but I, I cried a little bit. So I was like, you son of a bitch fucking hit my heartstrings. So, you know, fuck you, Tyler. But uh, what did he send you a, a label TikTok? Are you guys on label packing TikTok? No, it was here. I'll look it up because it, it, it hopefully no, none of my porn on TikTok pops up right now. Oh, okay, you, no, on that, you on that same TikTok? I'll see you. No, I don't know what you're I, talking about. They, like last week or two weeks ago, there was like a good stretch where I had like a lot of ass on my TikTok. And then I kind of cleansed it by like, 
you know, watching some like actually paying attention, like watching some other non ass TikToks. It's really cleansed the palate. Now I only get them like once okay, every five or ten. Now TikToks. I know what to do. But uh, oh, it was a, a TikTok of uh, I think two bears, one cave with Dane Cook. And he was like, there's a fine line between excitement and anxiety. And it's super fucking thin. Like, is your oh, he anxiety? Said, he said yeah. the same one to me. Yeah. And that I thought he was talking because... about I thought he was talking about gambling. Oh, no. I, well, <laughs> I think he's well, he probably sent it to you because of gambling, but he sends it to me because my anxiety. And he's probably trying to tell me, stop having anxiety about stupid shit and be excited. And that causes you to have the anxiety. So I'm like, you know, you motherfucker made me cry. But, you know, and, you know, shout out to Brandon's. Shout out. Brandon's. OK, what is she? Girlfriend, wife, mistress? I don't know, but she? I did see on Instagram that apparently I'm on her close friends list. Ooh, oh, I know. I know. I was like, oh, she had a little green circle gimmick around her profile on her story. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Or I kind of know what that means. And I clicked. I was like, oh, I'm a close friend. Look at me. Ooh, damn. Move in I immediately. Know. But, uh, you know, she's uh, she's been sending me some some uh, helpful tips on how to not lose my shit, um, which I appreciate. So. I told Brandon, I'll give everyone the heads up too. If he asks me a question and I'm just don't reply for maybe like five minutes, it's probably because I'm having a meltdown. So don't hold it against me. My mental health is in shambles, but I'm working on it. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be back on air with my bestest friend, Brandon. Oh, by the way, shout out to my other best friend, Brian. Because yeah, he he's, he's the emotional best friend. I'm the fun best friend. There we go. I Okay, there we go. We finally settled the debate. Brian's my emotional support best friend, and you are just my go out and have fun best friend. Yep. But uh, he picked up Mary for me and, uh, you know, took her out to get in and out last night. So you know, thank you for that. If you do listen, which he did bring up, we need to stream more. And the PlayStation is finally up, Brandon. So if you want to maybe stream tonight, by all means, I'll stay up and play or tomorrow or well, maybe the plan, the plan is to, to start playing a little more video games. Modern Warfare 2 is coming in at the end of the month. New Warzone. Been watching more Warzone stuff. So I think the the, the gang is going to get back together sooner rather than later. Well, hopefully. I mean, hopefully Tyler has more time, even though, you know, I'm not going to. You know, Tyler was invited on this podcast and he said no, but it's OK. You know. He's just drowning in his sorrows because his dumbass. Right, currently, he's 0 for 3 on baseball picks and right now he has the Mets and if you guys don't know Mets are losing currently seven to one so Ooh, they, they're still in the game they're still in there Plenty they're still in I mean Mark Canna out there bat flipping season look there Alex Hoare is there with the Boston Celtics hat on oof mm. but uh, but you know Brandon I kind of you know went on a little thing about me and my life and you know everything I'm going through. How are you? How's the job hunt? How's your mom? By the way, I want you to legitimately tell your mom, I'm sorry. I didn't say goodbye to her and you in person. Um, I just had a lot to do on my last day. So tell her I do apologize, but I miss her and thank her. Thank her for inviting me into her house to spend time with my best friend. And you're never taking a shit there because you got scared. Yes, exactly. Because I didn't want to be the one to clog the toilet. Studio audience, on the other hand, her time. Allegedly. But oh, yes, no. Dominic, uh, I'm glad. Well, seems like you're doing better. It's okay to not be okay. So shout out. Uh, but for me personally, I mean, I'm doing okay. Los Padres, we got 
third game today or this weekend. And I know you guys hated me because I wasn't able to go up to Washington with you guys, but I wasn't lying. We had nine guys on those Padres last week and Marks, shout out Marks, former other podcast champion, threw his shoulder damn near out. Luckily, we had another guy on the bench came later. So we literally only had nine guys. So I was in line when I said we are, are struggling right now. But the job hunt, it's uh, continuing to go. Haven't heard anything back from the uh, from the librarian. Still can be a sexy librarian. But my my uncle, who is a part of the county, says that this does take some time. And I've been getting a lot of like, I guess I just say calls, but they also seem like spam calls. And I got one yesterday and I lined up, well, didn't line up, but the person said they'd give me a call. Their manager would call me today. They never did. And then today I got a phone call that said potential spam, but I just answered it anyways, thinking like, oh, maybe this is the person they didn't tell me. And I answered it. And it was some lady asking me, Dominic, if I wanted, they, she came across my resume and she okay. wanted to know if I was interested in a caregiving position. <laughs> Because at the very bottom of my resume, out of all these journalism and writing things that I put down at the very bottom, it says caregiving for Alzheimer's patient 2012 to 2019. If you didn't know, that's when grandma passed away. Shout out for 2019. It's been three years at this point. But uh, so, yeah, she called me and I was like, oh, um, yeah, I'm not really looking for any caregiving jobs right now. And then she was like, oh, you have any employee or any, you know, employees or any coworkers that you would know that you worked with? And I was <laughs> like, uh, no, there's no one I can really give my, you know, I can pass along their information. Sorry. And she, since she, I was like, okay, bye. And I blocked the phone number. And then I also got a phone call, I guess, on Wednesday when I was at the A's game, shout out Stephen vote last home run, last game of his home run. And it was so brings a tear to my eye. But uh, apparently someone called me and they were also looking to for a caregiving job. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, Brandon. OK, I'm not saying I wouldn't be a caregiver, but it's like I don't have any qualifications. I don't have any certifications to be one. I'd have to yeah. go through some training. All, all I mean, all you did was put on what was it? What was the PJ's mask or whatever? Or hey, Dis- Disney Channel, Disney cartoons or what? Disney is a Disney Junior. I think it's Disney Junior. Great whatever. time. Is that a PJ masks? And uh, Van, I, Doc McStuffins and Puppy Dog Pals, and I'm just saying, if some of the movies, can, like some of the Disney movies, be out there, if you can get some type, of whatever the bare minimum qualifications are to become a caregiver, they are hiring like motherfucking crazy up here, and they're paying a shit ton because everyone's moving up here to retire, and then when they retire, they get old, and they get old, they can't do things. So I'm just saying, I mean, like, so tell me Washington is like the Florida of the West Coast. Pretty much fucking pretty much. I mean, like, I'm not even kidding you. It's 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 a lot of it's slow. I think what's getting me is it's slow. Like, it's slow. Pace. You're, it's, you're, it's, you're, you're used to that city living. Yes, exactly. And where I live is just kind of like, even though we live you know, in the burbs. Well, but I mean. But you live right next to Hesperian, which is fucking fast. You know, it's fast paced. We live right next to Oakland. We live really close to fucking San Jose, San Francisco, Palo Alto, San Mateo. You know, like we have people who don't know, a.k.a. myself. What is Spokane like? Because that's like a city. But I don't know exactly what it's like and how big of a city and how what's what's Spokane like, Dom? Even though you do live in Spokane Valley, what's Spokane like for the people out there who don't know? So like, well, I live in Spokane Valley. I said it's different than Spokane. Spokane is more of the city. So I would probably compare it to 
I would say maybe a better version of Oakland, maybe because there is a convention center, there's a college, um, you know, they do have their rough parts, but they also do have the really nice parts, but the rough parts aren't as bad as Oakland's, I would say, from what I heard. Um, but that, that's like, and it's, 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 it's kind of like living in San Lorenzo. If San Lorenzo was just super slow and, you know, like nothing to do, AKA San Lorenzo, but um, you know, cause it's like a, to get into Spokane, it's only like a 10 minute drive, 10, 15 minute drive, which is same thing for Oakland. Um, and that's where all the things to do are basically is in Spokane convention center, um, you know, Gonzaga, um, you know, all, all the fun things. Basically. Is there a Washington accent? Because I know when I went to Nashville, I kind of heard my first ever legitimate Southern accent. It kind of took me aback. Is there any like Washington uh, dialect up there? I, I, I will say, I will say the majority of the people I've ran into very, they come off redneckish. Um, and that's not trying to be insulting. That's just the only way I can really explain it. Like my trainer is a down to earth dude. He actually understands what I'm going through, which makes me fucking ecstatic that I have a supervisor that I can literally just text him and be like, yo, I'm having a bad morning. He'll be like, Hey, take your time. I fucking love him for that. Um, but he does say, you know, what, what do you call the, I don't want to say it because I want to give it away, but what do you call the thing on your car that gives you radio signal? What do you call that? Brandon? An antenna. Yeah, he calls it an antenna. Like Montana. Exactly. And I kind of well, kind of uh, Well, apparently we I as we live here, we don't know realize we have an accent. We don't pronounce our T's. Like I just call it an antenna. Like like a D kind of like yeah. an antenna. Yeah, so that's, exactly. That's like a thing we have. But um, you know, and I apparently I'm gonna get automatically uh qualified next week because they're so high on me knowing everything and i'm like yo you know i got fired from my last job right it's not hey fabe hey, <laughs> oh i told them i told them straight up in my interview i was just like yo like <laughs> i got fired from pg e and they're like why you know i might have sprinkled on a little bit of uh bullshit know, bullshit but which is what you're supposed to do in an interview you know i said that they fucked me over on purpose and this and that which they kind of did because they said oh you can apply for pg e which i can't so fuck them but um you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I was supposed to be 2150 when I get when I get qualified. But they're like, no, we're going to give you 22. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I want the 38 that says on your Indeed ad, but I'm not going to complain right now. But, um, you know, apparently around this time is when it starts to get cold and snow and starts to rain and then snows, which uh, Brandon, just to let you know, next Tuesday, it should be a high of about 53 What did you say? Next week? Yes. Or, let's see. It's supposed so, to be sunny like the next because so, I keep checking for the Jeep because I don't have anybody to. Oh, hello. I'm top, in Washington, put the, though. Put the top on my Jeep anymore. Mary will help you. Well, I did ask my mom. It's like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. T- putting it on is a lot easier than taking it off. But well, it, Big Daddy so, said he's going to be here soon. And Oh, good for him. For, well, forecast says it's not going to rain anytime soon. But. Okay, for you guys, for me, it says... Oh, I guess they took it off the forecast. That would be the low. The low for us for the next week is like 53 to 54. That's funny because it said Monday was going to rain, but I guess not now. It said Monday was going to rain and then it was going to be like a low of like 54 or something like that. But now it says Monday, it's a clear 76. Tuesday goes to 66, 69, 72, and then we're all sunny. So 
you know, uh, I guess I'll just uh, leave it at that because I was really excited for the 60s, but or for the 50s. But well, now you get you excited know. for the 50s. Well, you know, I hate the heat, Brandon. So, huh. you know, but, you're a little you're a little polar bear or you're a little penguin. I forgot. Yeah, I'm a penguin. So all these years later, who would have thunk that Danica calling me penguin would have been a, you know, hit on the head. Yep. Even though I keep saying it's Jenny. Was it Jenny or was it Danica? I'm pretty sure it was Danica. Because Jenny called me Tub Tub. Okay. I, I think that rings a bell. Because every time I say that, you're like, oh, no, she didn't call me Penguin. I was like, okay, yeah. whatever. Anyways, and see, we can talk about other women without the studio audience yelling at us. Well, unless she does listen to the post. Well, I mean, I don't know if she's going to start listening. That's why I'm not going to be like, you know. Probably. Oh, like, what, were you, what were you going to say, Dominic? Yeah. No, I'm not going to say anything. But it's like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to incriminate myself because, you know. You don't have anything can, to incriminate yourself with. That's true, but I'm just saying she can easily buy a plane ticket, come here and beat my ass. So, which you're gonna do soon, right? Eat your, eat your ass. I mean, th- that can be arranged too. But you're gonna come up and visit me. We can share my bed. It's I'm lonely. Okay, I mean, if it's supposed to be cold, then you know that means with the snuggle up and cuddle. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. Yeah, you may have to share a bed anymore. Yeah. You can you, you can come up on a Friday. You know, we'll have. You know, Saturday to go out and explore. You can take me to that uh, lingerie coffee shop. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyways. So that's it. Oh, I did get a another letter from the Homeowners Association. Right, bastards. So tomorrow I have a uh, stucco repair job I have to do. So no college what? football for me. I have to repair the stucco and then we have to find the right paint to then paint it over because homeowners associations are a bunch of bitches last year around this time i think the exact same time that's when they told us we had to paint the entire front side of our house which in fairness it was kind of fucked up but this one was a little more ticky tack because i can't get you can't get you for not watering your lawn anymore because we're in a goddamn drought so that's what my weekend's gonna look like dominic well what's your I'm weekend happy. looking like um you're gonna go you you're know, gonna hit the bar scene you're gonna be like a bar fly God, now no. God no. I'm I'm literally just not trying to fucking cry every morning and every part of my day. So, you know, today I just laid in literally been in bed most of the day. Um, you know, got up, had a barbecue chicken for my dad. So I barbecued some chicken, cool, got me out of the house for, you know, at least 10 minutes, you know, to turn on the trigger, put the chicken on the trigger, sit down, go back on my t- bed and lay down. Love to see the Traeger made the trip up to Washington. We still get we can still get those uh competition barbecue photos between you and travis exactly and then uh you know but like tomorrow i think uh we're gonna do grocery shopping and i don't know if like what we're doing for dinner yet and then sunday i think my dad's going out so i'll have the house to myself which is going to be even more terrifying so i'm gonna be home alone for the first time and like really fucking freak out so home alone is so much fun he can walk he can walk around the house naked and do whatever you gotta do if you know what I mean. I mean, <laughs> I do, but I'm also like terrified. <laughs> so this isn't the first time we've done a podcast from Washington. We did one like two years ago or something where you were with Brian and the studio audience. or the, I... Brian was supposed to come up, but then we only did like half of it because you people were there and you were outside and the Wi-Fi was kind of trash. So you if sure? you want to go, yeah, we did it once. One time, uh, uh, I don't. I, don't, I mean, that. I don't know. 
if we go back in the uh, in the archives, you can go. Which shout out everybody, we are coming up on our five year anniversary. Um, what episode is this? This is episode I think two fifty two fifty seven. I do believe if I want to, yeah, no two fifty six. And so we've taken two weeks off, so that means we'd be like a two fifty eight. So technically, like two weeks would be our five year anniversary, but we're not gonna count those because they don't count so well what, what days did we miss we missed we missed the covid week and then last week we've only missed two weeks the entire time we've done this i think didn't didn't i skip a, the week prior too because yes Mary but wanted... i've still did my podcast oh, i still did, did, the podcast. I, did the, I did a solo episode that's what it was so okay. besides the covid week and last week we have done this podcast for better for worse every single week for almost the last five years in a car, in a backyard, on a bed, on Zoom, in a living room. What? Oh, was 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 in Tahoe, in Vegas, in a car on the way back from Sacramento. What? Driving around uh, Half Moon Bay at like midnight, trying not to crash. What? So yeah. yes, we've we've been back and there and back around i think i don't know something's flying around in my dark ass room and it kind of looks like a mosquito hopefully it's not a mosquito but hopefully i don't die but let's get into the sports we got a a lot of stuff to talk about we got baseball basketball we do have basketball news it's not good news but it is news we know we'll start off with that we got basketball news we got the defending nba champion golden state warriors we got ring night in two weeks Instead of talking about that and their chase to repeat, Draymond Green, Draymond Green decided to punch Jordan Poole in the face a couple of days ago. Hell yeah. And at first it was hearsay, and then it was a punch, and then we get the video this morning. Does not look good. Jordan Poole shoves Draymond, but then Draymond comes back with a sucker punch. People can say fights happen. We don't. This doesn't really happen in basketball all that often. And now... There's talks of what's going to happen to Draymond. What does this do for Jordan Poole and the team? Yada, yada, yada. Dominic, your thoughts on this whole fiasco? I mean, we, we all know that Draymond's very emotional. I mean, hey, Draymond, I'm emotional too. We're, you know, big beefy men. I don't want to bump meat with you because you might punch me. But, you know, he just needs to learn how to, you know, you could, you could, you can talk all the shit you want but the second you get in someone's face you're asking for something uh i don't i don't blame jordan Poole for pushing him but draymond has to understand that he's your teammate first and foremost you just punched a teammate probably a guy who's looked up to you because you know you've been in his shoes being a rookie to a second year, to a third year, winning a championship, you know, all these things. So um, Draymond needs to be a better leader than that. Jordan needs to have a little bit of a cooler head. But I think this all falls on Draymond. And, you know, I think he's in his final year. And, you know, if if things don't work better, A, Warriors probably aren't going to want to resign him and give him that max deal. And two, you know, if you're going to be punching teammates, that kind of, you know, in my opinion, you know, derails any type of high contract you're going to get, unless it's a team that's struggling, which there are some in the fucking NBA. So let's be honest here. But, you know, he needs to just 
relax. So he is under contract for this season. He does have a player option next season, and then he's an unrestricted free agent 2024. So he's at least under lock for this year, as you said, but next year he could come back and it's just not a good look from Draymond. He's like the ultimate, you know, shitster and this isn't his first incident i mean we've had the thing with like kd he had like the little argument he had the argument with uh steve kerr and you know kind of seems like a dish it but can't take it type of guy because his emotions do get the better of him a lot and it's always you know cool because he's like the lone guy because clay and steph aren't like that but now you add jordan Poole to the mix and i was seeing like a video of draymond talking about Jordan Poole with like his rookie year and he was like a shit talker and like you know strutting around even though he was unproven and now he wins a championship was a pretty big component of that and now you know he's looking for big money and you know the the past slash present to an extent with the future and present kind of colliding with each other and it's I, I don't know how you can ever like get past this like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, the Warriors are done and they're not going to win. And, like, it could, like, it could be, they could rally around it and everything could be fine. But, I mean, Draymond punched Jordan Poole and there's all, there's going to be tension between them. But then also you have, like, opponents who are going to be chirping Jordan Poole and, you know, that's can escalate and do something down the line. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you need to trade Draymond, but, it's it's a pretty big deal. I know we're kind of still in the heat of it, especially with the video releasing today. And who knows what's going to happen at ring night two weeks from now. He could be suspended. He could just be fined or nothing happens. Technically, this shouldn't have even gotten out. The video got leaked to TMZ. But I don't know, Dominic, do you think Draymond misses any time? And does this like legitimately affect the team itself on the court? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Steph kind of talked about it. it was just kind of like, you know, the, I, I don't remember. I was, I think I was kind of just grazing at the TV, but I mean, it's one of those things where like, it's kind of like spirit of competition, you know, trying to better yourself. You're trying to get under someone's skin because, you know, that happens to Draymond all the time, but you know, you just, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to say. I mean, I'm hoping that, Draymond does need to get in trouble now when I don't know I mean it, maybe it should be a fine maybe some anger management classes or something but he just he needs to chill the fuck out random question what's the closest NBA team to you because you have like the Seattle teams obviously but then bas- there's no basketball team in Seattle so what would be your the local it would be the Nuggets or would it, I was almost going to say the Grizzlies but they're not in Vancouver anymore uh i think be the trailblazers right oh yeah the portland trailblazers i forgot about them yeah yeah anyways yeah. so there you go you get you can watch dame time every day until he gets traded away but uh yeah we'll get into a f- basketball preview sooner rather than later which is maybe we'll save that for our anniversary episode because that was our first episode was a basketball preview but we do have a full slate of NBA play. Our MLB playoffs started today. Four games. Now another four games tomorrow. Maybe another four games on Sunday. Who knows? But the MLB playoffs are underway with the new three-game wild card round. We kicked it off with the Rays 
taking on the Guardians. The Guardians win behind a Jose Ramirez two-run jack. A quick two-and-a-half-hour game, Dominic. Uh, you know, what we would expect from these two teams, very low-scoring, pitching, dominating. It's also the the lowest market series, so that's why they're getting thrown out there at 9 o'clock Pacific time and, you know, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern time, but still an interesting series with a lot of good young talent here. Do you think the Rays can come back or is it the, the guardians? Well, it's obviously the guardians lose with the one up, but how do you, how'd you assess this game? Brandon, um, I don't have cable in my room and I uh, don't well, you just have... got to fake it till you make it. Dominic. I, I really has. I didn't pay attention to any of the games. I had the whole intent to watch every single game today. If it was on my phone, on my tablet, whatever, but I just, fucking zombied out on big bang theory so i'm gonna have to leave all this games up to you because i'm a terrible podcaster that's okay you know little little tip you can get like like an amazon fire stick or get like a google stick and you can just connect espn and all the other apps to your to your thing you don't have to get a cable box well like I you know like... cable is over cable is dead dominic but so if i get a fire stick don't i gotta pay for all the apps still no you don't have do you to mean? You don't have to, I mean, you, I mean, if you want like Disney and Hulu and well, all okay, those subscriptions, so I, have, I have Disney, I have, H, well, you know, but if you have not, EF, so ESPN, if you have an ESPN account, which I don't know if your brother does or not, but you can just sign into your mom or your dad's cable account and you can watch the regularly scheduled ESPN games on there. <gasps> I didn't know that. See, this is why I'm here. Well, I'm gonna have to. Uh, so Dominic might make do that a, right now. <laughs> might make a trip to Target or something tomorrow. But uh, well, I have a smart TV, so I can probably just do it like that. Okay, or you use your smart TV. Uh, do you have a cock on there? I do have a cock. I got to sign into it though. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, game two was the Phillies and the Cardinals. Cardinals kind of had this one in hand. My St. Louis Cardinals, my National League pick. We're not going to talk about my American League pick because they choked and did not make the playoffs. That would be the Chicago White Sox for you keeping track at home. But the Cardinals had a 2-0 lead going into the ninth. They flashed the graphic. Never in St. Louis Cardinals history, they're 98 or 90-something and 0 when holding a two-run lead going into the ninth inning in the postseason game. And what happens? The Phillies hang up a crooked number, six runs in the ninth. I, I don't even know what to say because the Cardinals had it had their guy in there. They had uh, Helsley in there. They made him do a five-out uh, save, which I'll be honest, I wasn't at the TV when he came in, but I watched the ninth inning and just completely fell apart. So maybe kind of a, a bad move to stretch him out there. And now he threw over 30 pitches, and you have a must-win game on tomorrow. It seems like he would probably be out. I know the Cardinals have a pretty legit bullpen, but uh, kind of – a head scratching move to to put him in there in that eighth inning, but the Phillies that they're legit. You know they got a, a solid lineup. Bryce Harper dealing with that elbow injury, but he's still gotten through it. You know they got Shorby, Riomuto, Hoskins, and uh, oh my god, come on, you got Castellanos. There we go. Uh, I just had to think of you know something terrible happening in the world and him and him hitting a home run. So I think the Cardinals can win next uh, tomorrow, but they definitely have to to bring the bats. You know. Two runs through eight and the attack on late in the ninth this isn't going to cut it against this Phillies lineup, but I'm I'm biased because I need the Cardinals to win to save my ego. But 
I think the Phillies can be sneaky dangerous. And then game three, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. This is where Tyler's nerfy parlay went to die as the Mariners put up a three spot in the first inning. Alec Manoa struggled and Luis Castellano shout out uh, or Castillo. Sorry, shout out Mr. X and the Reds. Sorry. I mean, as an A's fan, pretty much every team in the postseason has a former Oakland athletic, but uh, the Mariners beat the Blue Jays four to zero. And I, I don't know. I mean, the Blue Jays, they had their top guy out there. They didn't do anything offensively. I mean, he got seven hits, but so did the Mariners. They made those seven hits count. I think the Blue Jays can't come back next. Or I think the Blue Jays don't even have anybody announced for a pitcher tomorrow. I know Robbie Ray is starting for the Mariners, but I think the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays should be fine. I think really, you know, that three spot in the first inning definitely did kill him because the Roger centers, you know, wrote rocket and rolling and then three runs and they're just dead silent for the remainder of the game. But shout out Castillo. He absolutely fucking shoved. And even though they are division rivals, I am, I, I hate that both the Mariners and the Blue Jays are facing off against each other just because I, I love both of them. I kind of wish uh, you split the Rays guardians and take it. And, you know, each one of them faces the Mariners or the Blue Jays just because I like the Mariners and the Blue Jays so much, but it pains me that they got to go up against each other. Uh, but I think this one will go three Blue Jays will bounce back tomorrow and get her done. And then the game currently going on, as we said, seven to one San Diego Padres are winning. I, I put in a bet to fade Tyler and so far it's paying off. My uh, Daniel Vogelbach over a half a base hasn't really panned out, but he is up in the ninth. So stay tuned for me sweating that out as long as I don't fucking pinch it as fat ass, but they probably will pinch knowing it. me. Uh, but Padres seven to one seemingly a lock to, to win this unless they collapse in the ninth. But if they do, we will be here to talk about it. But the, the Padres, they're a team on the rise. They're hot to end the season while the Mets on the decline. So it's not a surprise that this exactly happened, but at home with Scherzer on the mound, you you think they would at least keep it close. But I mean, I even put in the group chat that just Scherzer did not look very good. He his fastballs are kind of like leaving over the plate. His off speed was kind of hanging a bit and Josh Bell made him pay for it. And DeGrom, he ain't doing much better after that terrible terrible outing he had in Oakland shout out the A's rough enough Jacob DeGrom he just hasn't been the same same since so you would think you have DeGrom going game two that should be an absolute lock I I don't think that's the case right now I and the Padres well both the Padres and the Mets are kind of athletics teams with so many former A's on there but uh as much as I hate it because I do like the Mets I think the Padres will will get her done Dominic now that I rambled on and covered all the games you had your your thoughts that all the I mean, so far, it looks like three out of the four home teams are going to lose this game. Yeah. Lose their games. What do you equate to that? Because you would think, oh, postseason baseball, home field advantage, but that's not the case right now. I mean, I like to think that home field advantage is kind of all bullshit just because, and especially in baseball, because baseball, you could be hot for months and it just turns off. You go dry, you go cold, you go whatever. So I think uh, these home teams going in are just thinking they're you know right riding the wave and their wave crashed, and you know they they need to get their heads out of their ass and play some baseball. God damn it! So out of the Rays, Mets, 
Cardinals and Blue Jays. Do you have confidence that all those teams can win tomorrow or do you like, or just completely bounce back or which teams do you think are like in deep? They're in I, deep I think all three of those teams will bounce back and bounce back hard. Real hard. Yes. Uh, so moving on, uh, the only thing I also want to talk about MLB is the Yankees. Aaron Judge hit number 62 after kind of a wait. He was kind of stuck at 60 for a while. And then he gets Gitter done. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the home run king. And I think it's amplified because it is New York. But uh, any thoughts, Dominic, on uh, Aaron Judge? We kind of knew this was going to happen kind of when we last spoke two, three weeks ago. But he did kind of get into a little hitch where it was a little bit in question. Luckily, he did get it done on Monday and kind of a, a bitch move to sit him on Wednesday. So he didn't have a chance at the batting title and the triple crown. But whatevs. I mean, Barry Bonds. That's all I got to say. The real home run king. The real king of kings. Now, Aaron Judge, it is a record. It's an American League record. But I think it's just a combination of Roger Maris Jr. out here touting that it's the real home run and it's the clean home run. Like, okay, yeah, we kind of know that all those guys ahead of him like were using steroids, but it's still not the record. It's the American League record, which should be applauded, should be like congratulated upon. It's a big deal. But I think adding on top of the Yankee fans – of just being so obnoxious about it. I think that's what also kind of makes people turn on Aaron judge and because Aaron judge is like one of the most likable superstars, like in sports. And unfortunately he has a Yankee fan base behind him, which kind of sours a lot of people on him. I Until mean, next year when he goes somewhere, I mean, Aaron judge is a great baseball player, but you know, just, you know, he's having a great couple seasons, but Next year is going to be the season that people either a are going to call, you know, call him one of the greatest or he's going to fall off the face of the earth and be dog shit. So. Oh yeah. Um, by next week, I forget when the games actually start, but we'll be knee deep in the division series, but Yankees, Braves, Astros, Dodgers all have a bye. Dominic, any of the, I mean, I think those are the top four favorites to win the whole thing. Do you see any of them falling or think those four are just going to continue on or playing this wildcard series, getting going a little bit, getting hot, winning can, can help some of these teams maybe upset those juggernauts who get the buy. What do you think? I mean, all of them on paper are really good. I would, I, it's kind of easy to pick on the Yankees, but I would probably say the Yankees are the one that I have a little bit of concern about. Garrett Cole, we saw what he did last year in the wild card game. He kind of fell apart. And if you, I forget who they're actually playing. I think, um, I'm trying to think, I think the Mariners, or I forget some, obviously one of the American League teams, but I forget which series is the one that play the Yankees. But I, I can see the Yankees kind of sputtering. And if their pitching doesn't exactly lock down, you know, can just kind of keep them in and I could see that lineup going cold and they can really fall apart. But, um, and maybe the, the Braves on the, so the two, two seeds, I can see them being possibly being upset, but uh, that's it for the baseballs. Unless Dominic, you have anything else to talk about? Oh, who's your, who's your AL MVP? Is it Shohei or is it Aaron judge? Aaron judge. It's Shohei. All it's right. Aaron. Move. Moving on to, we've missed two weeks 
of this, but we're back at it. It is time to talk about the NFL and week five of everybody's favorite segment of NFL picks, otherwise known as. Dominic's picks. Bum, bum. So yesterday, I mean, I guess you can call it a football game. We had the the Colts and the Broncos, the battle of the two horses as the Colts win 12 to nine in overtime. And one of, if not the worst primetime football game, you will see only yeah. barely, only barely beating out the other Broncos primetime game with the, uh, the 49ers a couple weeks ago on Sunday night. And here is my fat ass Vogelbach to try to cash out that, that hit. We'll see what happens, but, uh, Russ letting Russ cook so far. And I kind of taken a lot of the blame. I'll, I will take the L cause I was the one hyping up Nathaniel Hackett and saying A-Rod should come here. And you know, the Broncos are a contender with their stellar defense, which their defense is really good. And all those weapons they got on offense. And I mean, though, thus far in first pitch, first out Vogelbox fat ass pops out to Machado. It's bullshit, but it's okay. Oh, no, I, I, I don't know. Or was that a, who gives a shit? Or are they re- recapping it? I'm in, I'm in oh, shambles right now, Dominic. Trying to get comfortable in my bed and I'm so alone. <laughs> Do I need to get you a uh, an anime pillow, buddy? Want to get me another flashlight? I mean, I, those things aren't cheap. Oh, and I, I gave you one and then you just let it, let it go to waste. Let it just decrepit. Just let sorry. it crust up and get to box fat ass. Fucking Sorry. got out on the first. Can't pitch. find a comfortable spot. There we go. That's better. I can kind of breathe into the microphone a little bit. Have a good time. Good laugh. So, so anyways, Dominic, your thoughts on uh, the Broncos' terrible, terrible offense and Colts aren't much better, but at least they won yesterday. I mean, I was uh, sitting on my couch, and because my dad had his friend and the friend's sister over. I got to log into Amazon, his Amazon Prime, to watch the game. And I was super excited because I wanted to watch it. And I told everybody, we're rooting for the Colts because the Broncos are in the Raiders division and fuck the Broncos. And when I saw it was six to zero at halftime, I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. But, uh, you know, Colts came back and did what they needed to do for me and my team. Um, For me. well, sorry. And, uh, you know, hope, uh, was it, was it Hines that got concussed or second play first or second yeah. play night? Na- Naeem Hines gets absolutely laid out and it didn't look bad, but then he gets up and starts to run away from everybody. And that's when like, Oh God, here we yeah. go again. We got a I... fucking to a situation again on yeah. Thursday, which, you know, damn royal. They immediately were like, yeah, we're not, we're not playing around now so and then what happened they replayed it again after everyone was making fun of amazon replaying the the two a finger thing yeah so it looks like amazon hasn't learned even though it seems like the nfl has learned and they're definitely stepping it up and the players association agreed on a new concussion protocol they want the the league to agree on it before sunday will that happen we will have to wait and see but not not a good look by uh by any means and both those teams had high expectations coming in and uh, they really need to get their shit together. Uh, I have a little bit more faith in the Broncos just because of their defense, but ne- neither one of these teams are going anywhere in the state they're in. But let's well, actually well, get... I was kind of 
I had money that the Broncos were just going to annihilate them, and I felt like they really just didn't do shit. I mean, no one really did shit. But uh, we got another London game at 6.30 in the morning here, West Coast time. The New York football giants travel to London, to Tottenham, and out to face the Green Bay Packers. Currently, Packers' big favorites at minus eight. Packers just barely beat the New England Patriots with their third-string rookie quarterback in Lambeau. So now both these teams going across the pond. Uh, Packers eight-point favorites. Dominic, do you see them putting the shellacken on the surprisingly decent New York Giants? Mm, no, definitely not. I think the Giants will. I think the Giants are going to run it down their throats, honestly. So. Shout out Saquon Barkley. It's a damn shame that in a certain league, they he fell all the way down to the sixth round. I don't know who the hell would have let that happen, but I'm very thankful. Uh, I will also go with the Giants plus the points. Not super confident that they'll win this game. Daniel Jones does look like he will be back. Not saying that's a, a big help for them, but a, a touchdown, an eight-point number is quite a bit. For, for these Packers who are still trying to, to get it going. Romeo Dobbs is not fully emerged as the number one guy post Devante, but he's, he's getting the looks and maybe this is a, another breakout game for him, but uh, I'll take the giants and the eight as well as Dominic will as well. And then we get the early slate with a NFC South battle. The Atlanta Falcons taking on the bucks. Another big number here with the bucks favored by 10, in Tampa Bay, a lot of rumors and speculation and memes about Tom Brady and his divorce. Uh, does it? He, he had a, a Twitter bio that said football and family. Now it just says football, which was kind of funny. Uh, Bucks minus the 10. Dominic, do they beat that ass in, in a division matchup? Oh, 100%. Tom, Tom's going to go fucking full try hard and just throw like five touchdowns. 300 yards. I'm a, uh, I'm kind of going back and forth on this one. The Falcons, I think are the only team so far this season to be undefeated against the spread, which is, is very titillating, especially in division matchup. No Kyle Pitts doesn't really mean anything. Cause they've been fucking thrown in the ball all year. Uh, but it does look like the Tampa Bay bucks are kind of getting their receiving core back together. And that uh, defense is still a monster. So, I'll, I'll agree with you and I'll go with Tampa Bay minus the 10 at home. I did see like a, a method that if there's a big number, a double digit spread, you take the under in that game. This one's at 46 and a half. So if you're, you're not liking the big number, maybe take the under in this one, the Buccaneers with that good defense Falcons, terrible offense. Maybe the bucks do cover, but they, maybe they don't cover, but maybe they smother the Falcons and this is a, a low scoring affair. Next, another division matchup with the Chicago Bears taking on the Vikings. Vikings at home, favored by seven and a half. Dominic, the Vikings coming off a close win in London to the uh, my, our, my, New Orleans Saints. Yours. Uh, Bears, what are they? They're three and one, shockingly. They're they're a, a terrible three and one. They're just up there with the Giants, but I would say they're worse than the Giants. Uh, but the Bears, you know, maybe they win the 
the Packers lose and, you know, next thing you know, the bears are leading the division, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, Vikings. We've been really waiting for this offense to, to come alive. And I think this is the game. We, we actually see it with the bears very much struggling defensively and that offense, not very good as well. So I'll, I'll take the point or I'll lay the points seven and a half with the Vikings Dominic, or do you think the bears can keep this one close? I want to put faith in Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and Van and Jefferson. This is this is and, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. He's the goat. Adam Thielen. So I'm gonna go with the Vikings. All right, we're all we're all matchy matchy right now. It's gonna be real easy if and when I put that graphic to, together. We had such a beautiful graphic, and then we we missed two weeks, and we're skipping all the way ahead to week five. But yep. the Detroit Lions, who have given up the most points in the NFL, as well as scoring the most points in the NFL, they travel to New England to take on the Patriots with their rookie quarterback. And I should know his name because it's a fucking fantastic name, but I do not have his name. Do you remember what his name is, Dominic? Who's the Patriots starting quarterback right now? Bailey Zappi. Shout out Bailey Zappi, the quarterback for your New England Patriots. And the Patriots are favored by three. Um, I can see this one again being a sneaky shootout. This one's at 45 and a half. I like the over in this game. I don't know what the, the weather's like. Also, uniform game. Patriots bringing back the uh, throwback Pats, I think, red jerseys with the, the Patriot on the helmet. So fuck it. Give me the Patriots as much as I like MCDC and those Lions, but give me the Patriots and Bailey Z- Zappy, not Zaxby, the chicken place. So this is where I'm at the fade you. I'm going to go with uh, the Detroit Lions. And I think uh, Jared Goff has a great game against these horrible Patriots. Has nothing to do with your fantasy team. Then maybe, maybe we've got an AFC South divisional matchup with the Houston Texans taking on the sneaky good Jacksonville Jaguars Jags favored by a full touchdown a full seven points here in Duval Uh, Dominic your thoughts on kind of overall how the Jags have been doing you know they lost last week against the uh, the Eagles but the Eagles only undefeated team left in the in the league so not a terrible loss do you think the Jags are legit or they've just I mean I think they have a kind of a weak schedule the entire season so they could take advantage of this and sneak into the playoffs are the Jaguars legit, Dominic? Tony Khan's Jaguars. I'm not going to say legit, but I will say they do have the presence of sneakiness that the second you're going to count them out, they're going to blow you out of the water. So I'm not, I'm not going to say they're legit. Just be careful. Now, that being said, I'm going to leave the seven with the Jaguars here. Do they fucking whoop on them Texans? I'm going to say yes. And then this will, I will fade you and I will give this one to the Texans. Uh, Damian Pierce, he's starting to come alive. Jaguars defense is, is like, okay. I think they're kind of below average. That Jaguars offense is really good. I think they will come alive. I think this, maybe this could be an over game. I don't know if the Texans could keep up with that. But if the Jaguars offense is clicking, they definitely can run it up on the Texans. But I'll take the Texans and the points given if Damian Pierce in that run game could kind of milk the clock and hold the ball against the Hagwires. Coming up, we get the Los Angeles Chargers take it on the Cleveland Browns. This one's a closer matchup with the away Chargers 
favored by two and a half. Uh, sneak, you know, tough game to call as the the number would suspect. Dominic, uh, I don't know what's really going on with Justin Herbert having been paying attention. It seems as though he's kind of better and like good to go. Uh, Chargers a high octane offense. Browns not so much, but they've been winning ball games. I'm going to put my money on the Chargers just because Herbert, Williams, Eckler, whoever the fuck he's throwing the ball to and giving the ball to is just, you know, could be on any given day deadly. And their defense should beat the shit out of the uh, Bears. Or the Browns. Uh, You know, I said Brown Bear. You didn't hear me say Brown Bears. Oh, sorry. I think your microphone cut out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll... I'll give it to the Browns. Uh, I'm going to go kind of the similar thing with the Texans with that run game and the Chargers run defense should have been much better given all the signings and the additions they made, but they're still not very good. And that's what the Browns are going to rely on is that is Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, they got Amari Cooper, but he's not really doing too, too much. So I think the Browns are going to be able to, to run the ball, keep it out of uh, Justin Herbert's hands. Two and a half, really not much of a, a spread here, so I'm kind of picking them to win. Uh, but I think the at home, the Browns, as long as they don't fucking brown, but it's the Browns against the Chargers. Both of these teams, known choke artists, so it's going to just cancel each other out, and no one's going to choke. And so I'll give it to the Browns to uh, to cover slash win this one. Uh, next up, we get the Miami Dolphins taking on the New York Football Jets. Uh, this one's in the Meadowlands, and the Dolphins with backup quarterback Jacoby Brissett or no uh, Teddy Bridgewater right yeah Jacoby Brissett's with the the Browns but uh, Teddy is going to be uh, manning the manning the helm or whatever the fuck you call it the Dolphins are favored by three points with their backup quarterback they had a long week after the Thursday game Dominic do they uh, bounce back and get the dub ski against the Jets no I'm gonna go with the Jets I think I think this game is going to turn around the Jets season. Okay. By the way, that was a final for the Padres, seven to one. Tyler Owen four on his baseball picks today. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, if Tua didn't get hurt, I legit think the Dolphins were just going to railroad the the Bengals last week. Um, and after what happened to Tua, that definitely shook them. Now he's you know Tua's back. He's Seemly is in good spirits, and I think the team will be back ready to play. And uh, Teddy is going to, you know, he he's not like he's a serviceable quarterback. I think he'll be he'll be fine, and I, I think that the Dolphins will be able to to cover, get the win uh, against the Jets. But the Jets are, you know, they're a much better team. Than I think people are giving them credit for Zach Wilson. You know, he's back. Milf Hunter at home. Who knows? Maybe Miami should bring up uh, some of their finest milfs and and tire him out. But maybe that's just going to rein, reinvigorate him, make him play even better. Uh, so Dominic's got the Jets. I got the Dolphins. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Bills, and we get Kenny Pickett making his NFL start, his first ever NFL start, as he travels up to Buffalo to take on those Bills. And good God, this one is the biggest number on the books 14 in favor Oof. of the buffalo bills it's a big God number damn. but if there's a, a team that could cover it it would be those bills now dominic do the bills 
absolutely railroad the Pittsburgh Steelers who have, I mean, we thought if you had like a triple threat match on Thursday with the Colts and the Broncos, you add the Steelers to the mix that that match would be even worse. It would have been like three to three to three. It, one of the worst offenses in the game right now. I'm not going to say they're going to just pound them, but the bills are definitely going to have a dominant win. So are you are you taking the Steelers or are you taking the Bills? Taking the Bills. Okay. Well, you said dominant, but they're not going to like destroy them. So I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're gonna. gonna it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a close game, but it's not gonna be a terrible blowout. You know, it'll be like, you know, like they're the Steelers are gonna lose by like four points. Dominic, we've been doing such a good job. So that means you're taking the Steelers plus the fourteen. I I t- I've told you I only pick. Who's going to win or who's going to lose? I don't fucking do the. Eh, I think you've been doing a pretty good job recently. That kind of speaking the mumbo jumbo. I know, but. Anyways, Dominic's taking the Steelers to keep it close. I'll I'll, I'll be with, right there with them. 14's a lot and it's the Bills. I mean, I, I laid the 10 with the Bills against Tennessee and they blew that out of the water. Easy cover. Similar 45 and a half, especially with this terrible Steelers offense. I'd say if the Steelers are going to be able to win this game, they have to keep the Bills under wraps. And if the Bills just run away with it, I think this game can get out of hand very quickly. Now, this could honestly be like a a 41 to 10 blowout, and that's the Bills single-handedly cover the points almost. But um, well, it takes the Steelers here just because it's an eye-popping number, and that's kind of what they want. They want that, that big number to entice the bozos like us and the public. The Seattle Seagulls go to the Silver Dome or the Superdome to take on the New Orleans Saints. Saints, despite having their backup quarterback, Andy Dalton, Red Rifle, they are favored by five points. Seahawks, another one of those sneaky, decent teams, at least record-wise. Um, you know, Saints need a win here. Seahawks kind of playing with house money. What do you what do you see out of this one, Dominic? Go with the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are... Uh the surprisingly sneaky good team this year. So I'm going with the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll be a homer and I'll take the saints. I do not love this. Uh, it's a big number for the saints because their offense hasn't been clicking that well. I mean, at all really. So I, I just don't see, even if they do win, I don't see them being able to, to put up that much of a, a blowout, but my hands are, my hands are tied here and I guess I'll take the saints. Damn. Uh, Then uh, another not so pretty matchup as the Tennessee Titans take on the Washington Commanders. Uh, Commanders had a a good start early with their offense, and they've kind of fallen apart uh, in the last couple weeks. Tennessee Titans, um, they're you know up and down, wishy washy. Titans favored by two points on the road. Um, I think this number is about right. Close matchup, close game could go either way. Dominic, what do you see out of this one? Oh my God, I'm kind of kind of torn, Brandon. I'm kind of torn. What? I'm gonna need your help on this one because I, I I I'm going both ways, so I need your help. I I mean I'm right there with you. I really don't know which way to lean because uh, I could see Washington, their offense, if their offense kind of gets it going, then. They, they definitely are 
I would say dangerous, but they can put up a fight against these Titans. But if, you know, Mark, not Mark Henry, Derrick Henry is able to, you know, run the ball like he was able to do last week and kind of come back into form, then that's going to be a tough ask for the, the commanders. But I kind of lean Washington in this one, you know, at home. Uh, yeah, their offense has sputtered a little bit these past couple weeks, but Tennessee's defense doesn't scare me. So I, I think this could be a, you know, an ugly kind of Carson Wentz pulls a rabbit out of his ass type game. See, and then I'm also, but I'm thinking. Does Rantanho pull a rabbit out of his ass? Ex- exactly. So if you're going to go Washington, I'll go Tennessee. There we go. I mean, I mean, Derek Henry should not have a problem running that ball. And if Derrick Henry is going to be putting up more than 100 yards, he's going to have at least a couple touchdowns. So come on. Then speaking of running games, the San Francisco 49ers take on the Carolina Panthers. This one's a later game. So we're finally in the afternoon slate here. The 49ers take on the Panthers. The 49ers favored by six and a half on the road. Big number 49ers with Jimmy G there, you know, came into, I guess kind of came into form last week with the win against the Rams, but it wasn't pretty. Uh, The Panthers definitely, they are just in shambles right now. I mean, Matt rule, he is definitely on the hot seat. I think he's going to be fired any day now. Really? Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's terrible. He's dog shit, but Sam Darnold isn't much better. I kind of wish Sam Darnold would be in just because he throws the ball DJ Moore. You know, Baker Mayfield, the little ass keeps getting all of his passes blocked at the line of scrimmage, but uh, I'll take the 49ers. I don't love, I mean, I hate it, but I have much more faith. Even if the 49ers like just run it down their throats and Debo makes a miraculous play. I just have much more faith in the 49ers offense than the Carolina offense right now. It's a, it's a catastrophe. I agree. I think, uh, you know, as long as the Niners just have a decent game, Carolina just isn't, you know, this isn't 10 years ago, Carolina. So I'm going to go with the Niners. And for Jimmy G and Wilson and Samuel and, you know, what's the other guy? Uh, I mean, Kittle's there. Ayuk. He, and Ayuk. Kittle's there. He's not exactly doing anything, but. Anyways, uh, then we get kind of, I guess, the marquee matchup of the afternoon slate. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys take on the Los Angeles Rams. Rams in SoFi, even though it's not much of a home field advantage, especially with the Cowboys coming in town, are minus five and a half. I'll take this one first because I am much more confident in this one. Given the Cowboys, Cooper Rush, the GOAT, Cooper Cush. Um, they Cush. definitely, I think they can keep this one close. That Rams offensive line is not very good. And that Dallas defense, I think get to Stafford. So give them the, give them the Cowboys and the points. And I think they could legit just outright win this game and possibly run away with it. Who knows? I mean, I, I, I would say, I would say uh, Cooper rush has been playing phenomenally. And Oh my god. I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with Cowboys. I think Cooper is going to have a great game him and 
Tony Pollard can go off. Just watch. Exactly. Not Zeke, but Tony Pollard. Then we get a battle of the birds. I think this is the first one we've covered as the Eagles take on the Arizona Cardinals. As I said, Eagles, the only undefeated team left. And they travel to Arizona. Eagles favored by five and a half. Um, th- this could be a, a sneak. I mean, not a really a sneaky shootout because both these offenses are highly touted. Uh, but I've the Eagles, I picked them to make it to the Super Bowl. They're proving me right so far. So I'm going to continue hitching my wagon to the wagon of the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me the five and a half. I'm laying it. I'll lay the ten and a half. I don't care. Eagles by a billion. Then I'm going to go with the Cardinals because I need the Eagles to lose at least one game this year. Why you're a big, uh, was it 72 Dolphins fan? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Then Sunday night, prime time. Mr. X's Cincinnati Bengals coming off of that win in another prime time game on Thursday after killing Tua takes on the <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens favored by three and a half. Ravens coming off that choke job against the Bills. So, you know, Bengals coming off a win, Ravens coming off a loss. In prime time, both these games last year were the Joe Burrow games where he just absolutely torched the Ravens secondary. Ravens secondary ain't much better, but we uh what do you what do you see in this one, Dominic? Are you gonna be a homer? Or do you think the Ravens humble the Bengals? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens because Lamar Jackson is just having a great season. And I think as much as I love Joe Burrow and I love the Bengals, shout out Mr. X. I just don't think they're going to stand a chance. I'll go with that as well. Definitely has nothing to do with my fantasy team in the other league of having Mark Andrews and uh, Lamar Jackson. But as I said, I did not like what I saw from the Bengals last week. And if it wasn't for Tua, I think the, the Dolphins would have easily won that game. So the, the Ravens, they should have their their not their way, but I think they're gonna they're gonna be fine, you know, come out and be good in the first half, like they always do, and they kind of choke away it in the second. But uh 47 and a half. I think we can see another shootout between these two teams. So give me the over as well. Um, but Mr. X if on the bright side, I think every time Dominic and I have taken the Bengals, they've lost. So we're, we're fading the Bengals here, which means they should probably win. So you're welcome. Uh, then we get another Homer game on primetime Monday night football. The Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Chiefs minus seven. The Chiefs coming off that big, big win against the Buccaneers as the Raiders finally get off the schneid against the Broncos. This one, another big number. Kansas City minus seven. Looks like the Chiefs are back. Dominic, do you have faith in the one win Raiders to keep it close? Or possibly win this game. I think you know my answer already. So do I really got to say it? All right, Dominic's gonna hammer the Raiders. There we go. I'll I'll be the the contra- the contrarian and you know be the the asshole and take the Chiefs. Um, I, I people just continue to to doubt the Chiefs and. You know, that offense continues to hum even without Tyree Kill. Their defense is, like, decent enough. At 51 points, I could see this one being a shootout as well, but numbers are a little too high for my blood. Someone who has uh, – this is going to be a fun game in the CTE League for me because I got Derek Carr 
my opponent's got a uh, Kansas city. So, or got uh Patrick Mahomes. So that's going to be a, a nail biter of a fantasy matchup on Monday, but uh, that is, Oh, I guess eh, we can touch the Thursday night game. I guess you thought last week was bad. Good God. We got the Washington commanders traveling to Chicago to take on the bears. This one's pretty much a pick them at minus one in favor of the commanders. I don't think we really need to talk about this game because fuck this game, right? Dominic. Let's just go with the commanders. Play it safe. Sure. Why not? Uh, that is it for the sports pot part of the podcast. Let's get on into the fan mo segment, otherwise known as. It's time for Mr. X's and friends. questions of the week. Bum, bum. So let's go over to the Instagram as we got Johnny Rook, who's always sent it in those day of questions did you know dominic that saturday october 8th is international beer and pizza day what is the perfect beer and pizza combo for you type slash brand of beer plus pizza from where and what toppings so would you like me to go first since i had some time to think about this or do you got to answer right off the top i'll let you go first because i'm uh gonna have to think about it all right so i will go with uh a light beer, um, I think an IPA or like a heavier set beer with the pizza, with the carbs doesn't, you know, you already feel like a fat ass and just adding more carbs and wheat and gluten to your your stomach probably doesn't help. So I'll go with like a nice light beer, not very picky, you know, Coors, Bud. I, I my eyes have been open to Miller Lite. I like Miller Lite. Had it in Nashville. Shout out. Uh, so from pizza, so a nice light beer paired with. Pepperoni, mushroom, and olives pizza from Round Table. It used to be Pizza Joint. Shout out Pizza Joint. It burnt down. T's and P's. But give me a Coors Light with a pepperoni, mushroom, and olive pizza from Round Table. Dominic, what's your pick? Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. I would say I would probably do it and it depends my mood and who I'm with, but I would probably say like a Corona familiar, maybe an 805, you know, something, something like, you know, like a good 5%, you know, just, just to get the feeling right. Um, pizza wise though is gonna be hard because I love my pizza. Um, I would like to do a, you know, you said round table. I love a chicken garlic gourmet for round table. Um, I does round table uh, reach up to to Spokane? I know it's like it's like a national, but like local. It's almost really like a jack. In the, it's almost like a jack in the box. It's like kind of national, but not really national. I don't know. Let me see. Round table nearby. There's the closest one to me is. Give me the mileage. Two point four miles away from me. Okay. Okay. So. So maybe it is kind of like jack in the box. Or maybe it's like a West Coast thing because I don't really see like national people. Like covered round table, like round table yeah. advertisements or something. Well, probably. Um, oh. if, we're going to, if we're going to like round table, chicken garlic gourmet. Um, 
you know, I, I, but you know, I know Brandon hates me for it, but I love a good cheese pizza too. And I think Mount Mike's has a really good cheese pizza. So, um, but if you want cheese pizzas for children and I'm a child, um, I, oof, the best, who, what's the best pizza I ever had in my life? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think pizza, the best pizza joint. Pizza, oh yes. But pizza joint is no longer a thing. Cheese and right? peas. Um, what'd you say yours was? Pepperoni, mushroom, and olive with a light beer. The light beer, and I'm going. Let's say, let's just say, go look. Let's go with the. Let's go with the 805. Okay, my pick is going to be an 805, which wasn't that the uh, drink of choice during the CTE draft. Uh Stella. No, Stella, because the 805 yeah. was not working or something, or it wasn't working because it was foamy. So then we switched up. I, I think, think that's what it was. I think I think I I think I bought did I buy first round? And I think I did or Tyler bought first round. He did Stella and I said fuck it, let's keep it going, Stella. Just you know, I don't want to mix it up, but uh so I'll 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 do 805 just because you know it's a decent beer. It's a blonde ale, it's great. And then I'll probably do a pepper a garlic herb butter on the crust with a good red sauce with lots of cheese maybe add a sprinkle in a little bit of uh 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 uh, what's it called uh parmesan on it with with canadian bacon normal bacon some spicy sausage some pepperoni some cilantro some uh Let's see. Some, 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 some. I don't know if I put pepperoni on her, but pepperoni, you know, and then fucking extra pepperoni. And then fucking put that bitch in the oven, take it out, and put their sriracha ranch on top afterwards from pizza or mod pizza. All right. There you go. Of the American League teams who did not make the playoff stats slash numbers aside which AL team deserves to be in the playoffs so definitely not the A's yeah well I wish it was the A's but uh, so out of the non-playoff teams we got the Orioles Red Sox White Sox Twins Detroit uh, Kansas City Angels Texas Oakland and that's it Uh, deserves is one thing wanting to see is another thing. Like I think I want it as much as they're the division opponents and I hate them. I would want to see the angels be in there. Just see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. But I think the most deserving team. Um, I, I mean, I guess the, I guess the, the Orioles just because they have the best record they're the only other winning team out of the teams who didn't make the po- uh, postseason, but uh, White Sox as well. I think they they did deal with injuries and Tony Larusa. Shout out Tony Larusa. He retired due to health health <laughs> issues. Finally, but, um, uh, but yeah, you know, kind of the two top teams that you would think of the the Orioles and the White Sox. But if we're not talking about deserve, quote unquote, I would probably pick the Angels. I mean, I agree with the Angels um, because you know Shohei and Mike Trout have been, you know, plugging along. Um, but you know, 
I, and I do, I do have to agree with the Orioles because, you know, if they're in any other division, they probably would have made it. So, well, he, um, okay. So he said stats and numbers aside, which are kind of like written off, but I would probably go with Baltimore. Cause like out of all the team, well, it, the angels have had a little bit of a drought too, but I mean, every other team has kind of had their moment. I mean, except for like the white Sox, but even, or eh, I guess in the twins too, but like Detroit, like they've sucked, but they have won a World Series recently in the last 15, 20 years, whatever. Kansas City won a World Series recently. So I'd say deserved, I guess, Baltimore. I don't know. The Angels have been struggling, but give me Baltimore just because they haven't won a World Series. And, you know, when Baltimore's rolling, they're fun to watch. It's a great ballpark. Anyways, question three. What? What is a movie that scared you as a kid? Oof. Now, I'm going to get triggered. I don't really have a good answer. Well, I have an answer. It's a really stupid answer. You're probably going to laugh at me. But when I saw this, the only thing that came to mind, this is a very oddly specific thing. It wasn't a movie, but it was a person. For whatever reason, as a dumb child who would watch this movie on repeat, Space Jam, the catcher, the catcher in Space Jam, when Michael Jordan is you know, batting in the catchers talking to him and saying, you know, tipping his pitches for whatever reason, as a fucking stupid little kid, that catcher like scared the fuck out of me for some godly reason. I don't know why, but it did. So there you go. There's your answer. Um, it's weird. Yes, I know. I know what's weird and I don't know why. I would probably say the movie I watched was, uh, Oh, hang on. I got good news for the studio audience. She said yes. Um, I would probably say I watched at around this. I was in elementary school, but I watched Jason X. That's the Jason movie where they are in like space or something like that. And he's frozen and he kind of comes back to life or whatever. And they, he starts murder, murdering all of them in the space station. And then, you know, he like has like a second coming and it turns into like mega Jason or something like that. Um, granted, that was like the first real like pair of boobies I saw, like, you know, because like there's like a lot of topless scenes. But other than that, it scared the living shit out of me for weeks. So and that's a, pretty much the main reason why I don't like scary movies. Shout out Frey versus Jason. That was kind of like one of my first scary movie, but kind of the one I remember watching a lot. It's a great movie. Don't remember what my first pair of titties that I saw were, but I definitely know Big Daddy's was Final Destination 3. And that uh, tanning scene, I don't know, have you seen Final Destina- Destination I 3? I don't really watch those. No, I don't well, like scary movies. It's well, I guess they're like a scary movie. I would say they're more like a thriller. But anyways, it's these two girls that are like in a, in a tanning booth and they're singing roller coaster and they something falls and their tanning booths get closed in and they like burn alive or something. But anyway, shout out to the titties. Speaking of big daddy and titties podcast question. Okay. Question from last week who had a better comeback story page coming back to wrestling or her sex tapes with Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. I can't believe you fucking acknowledged it. Well, I trust me when I, I know sold them in the DM too. So, okay, moving on. 
The, and the, the, this is this is what's wrong with, with the world. These goddamn Gen Zers. Fucking just think that, you know, just just you know, has to have to bring up the past and can't just let it be and you know, whatever. Just it's bad taste, bad taste. Can't just let it leave in your bookmarks. Oh, come on, that was a good joke. And and this week, who is the sleeper world series pick? So sleeper, I guess as a sleeper, we'd have to pick somebody out of this wild card group. I don't know. I think like a real sleeper would probably be like the Tampa Bay Cleveland series, just because I think that's the one that's not getting as much love compared to the other three. But I'm trying to like think of like I can go with Johnny's question of it of like who do I want to make it all the way there or who do I think like legitimately can make a run from the wild card and okay win, how about stop overanalyzing it who do you think out of these wild card teams are gonna fucking win it I might be biased but give me the Padres the Padres are they're a hot team right now and they put a shellacking on the Mets but even before then. I thought they were, they were making the right move. So give me the Padres. Bowmel winning a ring. I'm going to go with the Phillies because I was so down on them from like pretty much the beginning of the season and to come back to make a wild card spot and to win the first game. I'll go with the Phillies. I was thinking about them too. And then also the Mariners. Just the Jay Rocho is electric. Uh, all right, that's it for the Instagram questions. Let's move on over to the email. If you want to be like Mr. X, Gmail. <clears throat> Sorry, it's been a while since I've done this. Curveball and CS at gmail.com. Dominic, what's Mr. X? Be- Mr. Before X I start Mr. X's questions, um, I was told by your girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever you want to call her, that I have to say that she gave me the bestest going away gift, which was. Uh, hey, yo. Two- no. <laughs> Uh, it was two little mini bottles of Bailey's because apparently, you know, I, you know, be, just because I used to drink Bailey's in my coffee at work every for like a good month and a half, two months straight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Just yeah. drinking on the job. Yeah. Um, you know, she you know, means I love it. But, you know, I did, do did appreciate it. She also gave me, I think, a moonshine, which she, in her words, that's what white people love and did not drink it because. I don't like moonshine at all. Still got and, those moonshine pickles you gave me. Nice. And then uh, how's that pink uh, Whitney doing? I don't know. I'm not mm. there. Anyways, anyways, and then a boozy ball, a chili the, mango. Are those those shitty things you try to make me drink that you did drink that I did drink and I hated them? Yes. Okay. So I'll make sure. So, shout out. Shout out. And then I gave her a picture of Chili Bowl in return as my going away present. Okay. So. Have, have Has uh, the workers at, what's uh, your place called? Your place of employment? E-L-M. It's in the game. Has E-L-M seen Chili Bowl yet? No. Haven't talked about it either. Good. Well, going to let good. that come out organically, literally and figuratively. All right. So, what does Mr. X have for us? Mr. X. Mr. Good old X. Which, by the way, he did hit me up he DM'd me personally and, you know, wished me the best of luck, which, you know, what a good brother. He is a great brother. I mean, just fucking top notch guy. Um, he said, welcome back, gentlemen. So 
Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Rene Paquette will now be hosting a show for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's pretty cool. Also, how sweet are those white Bengals uniforms? Well, first of all, Rene working with the Bengals is fucking dope as shit. And those uniforms also dope as shit. So it's kind of hand in hand, right? Yeah. I mean, I, of course, Curveballs and Sure Shots follows the Bengals on Instagram. And I saw, I, I think she was doing an interview with T Higgins or someone. And Somebody. I wanted to, and I wanted to post it, but it didn't like kind of show her in the video when I was posting it. So I was like, I'm not going to throw it oh. up there, but I, I did see that she was working with the Bengals and she also posted something the other day that she was in the facility. So, you know, good for her. I know her and John moved up to Cincinnati. So, uh, good to see that she's working with the Bengals. Fuck so yeah. That's cool for her. And those white unis, the white helmets were fucking fuego. I mean, Renee, if you can get the hookup, I'm a, probably like an extra large. Give me a Burrow jersey. Come on. I'll take, as we said, I mean, I'll take a T. Higgins jersey. Yeah. But uh, Aaron Judge finished the season with the new American League record of 62 home runs. Was this just a one-off type of thing? Or could he possibly extend upon that in the future seasons? Um, I think it all depends on this ha- what happens in the postseason in the offseason and if he resigns with the Yankees if he goes to a new team um I'm I'm really hoping it's not a one-off thing and he just has a down world spiral after this but you know if he does you know not gonna say I told you so but I told you so I think it would depend where he signs um I know I saw something that like most of his hits or, or most of his home runs were kind of like home runs everywhere so it shouldn't mean that much of a difference, but I mean, Yankee stadium is smaller than most parks. So like if he were to sign with, uh, like if he were to sign with the Red Sox, which would be kind of funny, I think he could definitely break it with the, uh, with the short green monster kind of elevate and getting over that thing. Or, but yeah. if he were to sign with like the giants kind of known for having a big ballpark, even though they have shrunk it a little bit, I think I'll probably take the edge off them a little, uh, too. So yeah, I think it just all depends where he signs next year i think he's super talented we always see that contract years people step up and he ultimately did step up with 62 dingers but i will have to wait and see where he signs next year all right going on to some uh, nhl news which it's coming back next week or what do you think is for sentences it's back nhl is back baby nhl season begins next week as the preseason rolls along we are getting a better idea how some teams may fare this upcoming season the reigning champion avalanche are doing okay but They did have a comeback game the other night where they came back and won late into the third period. Surprisingly, Seattle, who had a dismal inaugural season, sit in first alongside San Jose in the preseason Pacific standings. Hopefully, my ducks quack, quack, motherfucker. Quack, quack. Well, he does say quack, quack, motherfucker. So do I got a double? Quack, quack, motherfucker. Do I got a double quack, quack, motherfucker? Quack, quack, motherfucker, fucker. Okay, so okay, let's try this again. I did see the shout out to the Sharks. They played in the Czech Republic today. Yeah. So stress again. I, I I got a double quack. So hopefully my ducks quack quack motherfucker quack quack motherfucker quack quack can get their second Stanley Cup this season. You gonna be betting hockey this year or no? I mean, I tried early in the season and I just I got burnt. I think I went like one and three. And Oof. I mean, I love watching like Rough. watching hockey is fun, but I don't know any like I don't know anything about it to like make informed decisions. And then if I copy someone's picks, it's like I. I don't know, but yeah. Well, Mr. X, can you please, you know, and I, 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 we advice. did the whole, we did the whole, you know, future bet. And I forget if we went one for two or two for two, but 
we should have fucking did it because you, yeah. Mr. X and Johnny Roca had the good, they were on the right track of who to bet for the futures. And I, I fumbled the bag. I'm sorry. That one's on me. Well, you'll learn their lesson and maybe this year things will be different. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next year or like after Christmas time, January time, we kind of get a feel and we can get Johnny and Mr. X to kind of tell us who we should bet on or there, I should bet there on. There we go. There we go. Put all I'm the money down and that's how I fund my Spokane trip. Honest wrestling. What can Tony Khan do to rein in the rich issues with the roster? Should he hire someone to handle this, appoint a veteran who already works for them to put them in line, or just have Hook choke out fools who get out of line? Or my favorite idea, just get Denhausen to curse them all to start some drama. Um, well, there's already enough drama. I don't think they need more. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it doesn't matter what the veterans back there. I mean, you have Regal, you have Henry, you have show, you have Jerry Lynn, you have um, Moxley, Brian, uh, Jericho, Christian, J- Jericho, Hardy. Christian, Matt Hart. Exactly. So, well, I mean, Matt I Hardy. Think, we don't want to Jeff Hardy lead the pack. Well, I mean, he will be back soon. What it sounds like, but um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't think if you appoint a veteran, which I mean, I did just see that Moxley signed like a five year, um, you know, with a mentoring coach kind of thing. I'm just kind of like, I mean, good for him, but I'm also kind of like, you know, what does that actually do? Exactly. I mean, are you, do you think Moxley being back there is going to make people be like, Oh, you know, Moxley have an issue with Sammy. Can you talk to him? I, I think Moxley's just going to be there for the younger guys. I think um, I, I do kind of hold accountable the, you know, I, I do hold, some of the vets accountable like they should be a little more like hey motherfuckers you know this isn't this is you know basically what wcw was doing they were fighting with each other and not putting on good shows like you know the second we start fighting we're gonna start putting bad shows together next thing you know we're out of business and you know we're you know, but wouldn't you call eddie kingston cm punk the elite andrade veterans yes i mean the only young person is like sammy that's well, like gotten in trouble. Well, yes, but but then you also look at you know CM Punk and the Elite and Eddie Kingston. What have they been doing? And Andrade, I mean, they're not they're not angels. They have history. Exactly, and you know just you just got to be smart this day and age. And you know I feel like that's something that's lacking in AEW. So yeah, it's a really hard question to answer just because we don't know the full extent on how the whole backstage thing works. And I mean, it's terrible timing with Andrade and Sammy. Um, And I think that's why a lot of people are kind of angry at Andrade because it seems like he's just doing anything to get out of his contract and Tony sees through it. And just, we were almost kind of past the punk elite fight and now we got another fight. So, and Tony just, I kind of equated him to Eric Bischoff where he's like buddy, buddy. And he's like the fun, the fun boss, but he's not exactly like, when you lay try to lay down the hammer, people don't really take him seriously. Exactly. But then who do you put in that role to take shit seriously? I what you're saying is you need a general manager that will lay down the law. We need Teddy Long to block everybody. Your block player. All right. Uh when will this situation with Sami Zayn come to a head? How much longer will the budline except for Jay tolerate his presence? I don't know. Um, they're, I mean, they have a great thing going with Sammy and the bloodline. Um, still not a hundred percent sure what's locked in for WrestleMania. Um, like Cody and the rock are kind of the obvious picks, but Sammy 
taking on Roman could be a, a fantastic main event caliber WrestleMania match if they tell the right story. And so far, I have belief they can tell the right story with them. But I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of floated out the idea of like Sammy accidentally winning the Royal Rumble or eliminating some Usos or Solo or someone. And the kind of that's how you get it rolling. But I don't want it to like start at the Royal Rumble and then culminate at Elimination Chamber. And then we just move on to The Rock or Cody or whoever. Like, I think Sammy has gotten to that point where it needs to be a cornerstone payoff for the for the whole year because they put so much time into it. Well, it's, I, I think it's going to be something at the Royal Rumble, like you said, eliminating the Uso or something like that. But um, I, I don't I don't see Sammy winning the Royal Rumble. Just because if he wins the Royal Rumble, he has to beat Roman because that has to be the the upset of the century with him walking out with a title and, you know, just, you know, fan, fans would go absolutely ape shit. You know what I mean? So, but I definitely see him maybe eliminating Uso and getting, you know, ostracized from the bloodline and maybe that's where ko can come into the picture and they can become tag team champions or something that'd be at wrestlemania it would be nice yeah and if you don't like if you don't want roman to lose the title at wrestlemania sammy would be like that perfect person that he can put up a valiant fight and still lose but he also could be the person to beat him so i think he would be the perfect person at wrestlemania that he can go either which way and emotionally they can tell the fantastic story to get the crowd into it which we don't really get too much of that anymore all right. Well, is this the first extreme rules we've had any interest in in the last few years? I think so. I think being the pay-per-view extreme rules and they're having extreme rules matches, I really hope it you know lives up to the hype, you know. I hope Finn and Edge go in there and just destroy each other. Um I hope the uh the Drew McIntyre carrying cross match is fucking barbaric. Um Bailey's ladder match. I hope Bailey just beats the shit out of her. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of matches I'm looking forward to, and I, I would have to agree with that. I, I would agree. I think this one kind of stands out as a, a good show. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, you know, what it's been recently. I remember 2020 was the horror show or whatever with uh, Seth taking out Ray's eye, but I don't remember what 2021 what that one was, but yeah, I think this has been a solid build. Um, now that we're kind of in the in deep with the Triple H booking, that we're in a in a nice flow right now. We have a nice array of matches. Still, would wish these gimmick pay per views would go away, but don't think that's going to be the case. All right, and last but not least, on a personal note, the New York Comic Con is underway, continuing through the weekend, and Nerd's Clothing. Who at. he has worked with over the last couple of years will have two jackets available only at this year's con. One of Joey Janela and the other of the legend Min- Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki. Both of which I provided artwork for. So if anyone listening happens to find their way there, please check it out. Well, if you are in New York and you are going to the Comic Con, you need to stop by Nerd's Clothing and definitely check out and you were jackets. obligated to pay for both jackets i want we you will, to pay we will reimburse double. you brandon will reimburse you personally he'll drive to your house and give you a check 
Yes. Maybe. Yes. I, I've only written like two checks my entire life. Th- maybe three checks. About the same. So, but that is yeah. it for Mr. X's questions of the week. If you want to be like Mr. X, like Brandon already said earlier, curveballncs at gmail.com, Twitter, curveballsncs, Instagram, curveballsncs, Facebook, curveballs and share shots. Um, YouTube is curveballsncs. I don't know. Just type in curveballs and share shots. It'll come up. We have a link tree in the description. You can click on it. It'll take you to wherever you need to go. So let's uh, quickly kind of go through the shows. We got really uh, quickly, please. MJF defeating Wheeler Yuta, uh, kind of just going to combine like all the AEW stuff the past couple of weeks. MJF defeats Yuta. Dominic, how do you feel about uh, what MJF has kind of done recently and uh, the story of him holding the chip and this kind of, you know, offshoot angle and feud with Wheeler Yuta? I mean, I do feel like it, it was kind of weird how like he was going to be cool at the end of the ma- at the end of the match and everything and then you know stokely came in and was just like no that we ain't doing that shit so i i i, I want M- mgf has to be the lovable face which will, i mean lovable heel which will make him technically a face so they need to they, they he needs to accept that and they need not to force force anything just let him be him and let the fans do and say what they want for him and i'm kind of the opposite i think you should be heel but in the same vein i understand that people are going to cheer him so it's like it's an uphill battle and how, what can you actually do to like get them to to cheer to boo him outside of like setting a box of puppies on fire or something yeah exactly but uh moving on we get uh darby allen defeating jay lethal you know, solid match. Looks like Jay Lethal is going to be a turning baby face. Uh, Wardlow defeats Brian. Don't call him Christian Cage. And FTR actually showed up. So possibly setting up like a six man tag or something with the embassy embassy. Um, I don't know. Uh, Wardlow, as I kind of rightfully predicted after the MJF feud has just done nothing because he doesn't have MJF anymore. Wardlow will probably keep that title for a long time because they're not going to they're not going to want to basically kind of just give him they're they're not going to want him to lose the title just because they need to so like he's going to be champion for a while and then hopefully someone comes along worthy enough to dethrone him we got a a six-woman tag match with the the baby faces willow nightingale tony storm and athena defeat hater serena deeb and penelope ford uh, the big big name or big news coming out of this was Soraya. She uh, gets physical with Britt Baker. Baker earlier in the show said she was not cleared, which kind of set up that she is cleared. And uh, it did come out, I think, today or yesterday that she actually that Soraya is cleared. Uh, but Dominic, we texted about this when it happened. You're the big Soraya fan. Your thoughts about her uh, being physical and kind of now the cat's out of the bag that she's going to start wrestling again. I I can't stress this enough. I think she's probably, in my opinion, 
definitely in the top 10 in my in my opinion definitely in the top five of top female superstars of all time not just because of her abilities but what she did in north america because we're not going to talk about the japanese woman exactly um but not not just just because her skills but what she did to bring the spotlight to the women's division so um but i have to and it hurts me to say this but it looked god awful what her and the brit baker and the whole little like big brawl they had it just looked terrible and i and you know you kind of equated to you know first it's the real first thing she's doing in a long time kind of don't want to risk anything which i agree but you know i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold out hope that when she wrestles you know maybe I'll, i'll see the the soraya soraya of uh old so yeah what she's done the last couple of weeks hasn't exactly been great. Um, like her in-ring by herself promo, I thought was solid. But then once kind of all the women kind of came out and they set up that tag team or lumberjack match wasn't good. Uh, I agree with you. It did not look very good. Her kerfuffle with uh, Britt Baker, but hopefully I'm going to be optimistic that, you know, they'll, they'll get some reps in and she'll start, you know, maybe do some, not dark matches, but, you know, maybe wrestle in some camp somewhere and they can bang it out and they can, you know, knock all the rust off. But uh, I think she should be okay, but it has definitely been a rocky start for Soraya. But she's a big name, and I kind of said, like, if she's not going to wrestle, I don't think she's she's worth it. But if she is going to wrestle, absolutely bring her in and make her one of the top people and help elevate some of the other women in that roster. So it looks as though we're on track for, for Soraya taking on Brit at full gear. And if that's her first match in AEW, it should be a good one. Hopefully Brit Baker matches are very hit or miss. And I feel like if Brit's the better wrestler, it's not going to be a good match, but if she, you know, if Soraya can kind of bring it, I think they can have something special, but we'll have to wait and see. Then we had National Scissoring Day uh, yeah, yeah. With, with the acclaim, uh, you know, since All Out, Scissoring has just fucking blown up. Whether it's ironic or not, the crowd was hot for it. There were so many scissoring or, you know, cardboard scissors. There was even an acclaimed South Park sign, which, I mean, we're back in the Attitude Era. We got wrestlers being drawn up like South Park characters. God damn it. Uh, Swerve comes out. Mark Sterling comes out. Yada, yada, yada. Very WWE-esque segment. Uh, the crowd loved it. Crowd was, you know, acclaim is over. Scissoring is over. I know it can be a very, uh, not controversial, but a very divisive uh, gimmick. But the crowd seems to love it. So I guess you got to go with it. I mean, who doesn't love a good scissoring, right? Amen. I thought it was over. And, you know, at my old job, I used to try to get people to scissor me. So consensually of course no i just stuck my hunt out and they just did it and i'm like you get the joke and then they're like what and i'm like i forgot it's a wrestling thing you don't know wrestling so Mm. Uh, then uh hangman page defeats el toro blanco rush uh this you know solid match but once again it's like uh you, you bring out rush who hasn't really done much it was a good match 
Why do people care? You kind of know Hangman's going to win. He does win. And we get a, a stare down with him and Moxley. That's going to be the match Ooh, in Cincinnati in scary. two weeks, I believe. So, uh, you know, once again, AEW booking a battle royal to determine their number one contender, even though they have quarter quarter ranking system. But I guess that's kind of gone away now. But yeah, I don't know. It's AEW kind of overall. I'm not exactly like thrilled with what's going on right now. And I think this is kind of a microcosm with their title scene and you know yeah. Roosh just kind of being there and then now you bring bandito into the mix and he's kind of signed and then andrade's here and he wants to get released Please. and so he's yeah. fighting people and it's it, it's a i want to say a shit show but it's getting there i mean you you have the opportunity to you know really how do you say it you have the opportunity to really get people to be invested in the product if you're just to book it correctly. And I think it's just kind of like, you know, I remember when they first started and they're like, oh, we're going to try to have different things all, you know, we're not going to be running it back seven times in a row, you know, but they forget that they don't, you know, they're not using all of their talent to the point where they let go a lot of wrestlers already. So it's kind of like, you know, you're 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 getting stuck with well shit who do you put out there oh we just signed this guy so let's use him okay let's go against hangman pinch he's your fucking number contender he's not gonna lose so it's just kind of like you know they're they're kind of fucking themselves up they just need to you know kind of comes back to tony khan and you know dude you got to start paying attention more you got to be smarter you got to pay attention and just you know realize what you're doing and they're not yeah with AEW kind of going down it doesn't have anything to do with WWE, but with WWE being better, with Triple H in charge, it kind of now ties have almost turned to where people are much more enjoying WWE than AEW right now. I know they're kind of in a low period in the CM Punk stuff, and they're halfway between the last pay-per-view and the next pay-per-view. So who knows? Uh, main event, Jericho and Sammy defeat Danielson and Garcia. A lot of kerfuffle about Sammy staying on the show while andrade was sent packing uh sammy gets the win over garcia yeah and the the uh, the crowd definitely was not happy with uh sammy you know booing him every time he does anything chanting andrade you know things have come out now where i mean neither one of them are in the right but it seems like andrade might be a little more in the wrong but that doesn't really matter not a good look but what are you gonna do i guess i mean you could just fire Sammy. I mean, he send him home tr- and have like Jake Hager fill in. So, anyways, we get a uh, Jericho versus Danielson next week in Toronto, which should be fun. Kind of wish the uh, AEW was like in the, I forget the whatever the the place the Raptors play in, but they're in kind of like a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. Should still be a hot crowd, but. Could have been a bigger deal their first time having a show in Canada outside of the United States. But anyways, let's move over to Extreme Rules this Saturday in Philly. We get a good old-fashioned Donnybrook between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium. Have not seen SmackDown. I know, you know, I think Walter and, or sorry, Dead Named him and Sheamus had a match or something. I don't fucking know. Dominic, what do you say happens to this good old six-man Donnybrook? Let's go with Imperium. I just, I think... uh you know they're the better they're the better team 
I agree. Um, I guess I'll just go with Imperium as well. That's my pick on the other podcast. I originally picked the Brutes, but just to be different, I switched over to Imperium. Then we get an I quit quit match with Edge and Finn Balor. Uh, the Dominic, Ray, Rhea stuff, uh, I think has been intriguing. Kind of the Judgment Day as a whole with Finn and Priest, I kind of take it or leave it. Uh, Edge kind of, they. I think they emphasized kind of Edge not quitting physically. So maybe they do something where, you know, they get Beth or they get Ray and that's how Edge quits. So I'm going to go with Finn Balor on this one. I'm going to go with Finn as well, just because I feel like Judgment Day kind of holds down the 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 TVs and, you know, this bigger star gets the pay-per-view. So I hope Finn gets the win this time. It's a win for Finn. There you go. Do you even know what that's a reference to, Dominic? No. If you, if you, I know you're not like on TikTok all the time, but have you ever seen the, the TikToks of Melon be smelling? No. It's a cat that be smelling stuff. And if she doesn't like it, she like gags. No. And then Finn gets a sniff in. No. Anyways, maybe we'll send it next time tomorrow because I usually get them every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't follow them. But uh, we get a strap match as Drew McIntyre takes on Carrie and Cross. Uh, kind of booked into the corner on this one as Drew coming off the loss at Castle, taking on Karrion Cross and kind of his debut big match here on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, who gets the win? It's a strap match, so you can kind of wiggle your way out of it if you want. But who, who's the strapping young lad who's going to get the win in the strap match? I really want Karrion to win because I feel like, you know, it's, like you said, the first big match back. I think this. If if, if you have Drew win, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt more. It's gonna hurt Carrion more if Drew wins. If Carrion wins, it's not gonna hurt Drew all that much. So give it to Carrion, please. I agree with you. I mean, you could do some sort of shenanigans with. I don't know what you would even fucking do, but yeah, I'll give it to Cross as well. Um. We got the Extreme Rules match, the only Extreme Rules match, as Liv Morgan defends her SmackDown Women's title against Ronda Rousey. Neither one of these women are really in a good place character-wise. Liv is, I guess, the babyface. People kind of like her. Ronda, people don't really like her, but they kind of like her because she's a star. And I mean, who? I didn't think this feud would be going on so long, but here we are, October 7th, Year of Our Lord 2022. Liv and Ronda are still having matches. Sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. Um, oh, I thought you were crying. No. Okay. Um, Anxiety is coming back for some reason, but. Oh, know. because we're ending the podcast. Probably. Um, you know, I hope Liv gets it just because Rhonda, in my opinion, I don't know if it's a shoot or a work, but I kind of don't like how she's been kind of disrespecting the business in whole. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to give it to Liv. I think Rhonda needs to be put in her place and lose again to Liv. Unless they're going to totally turn Ronda into a bitch and be a mega heel. They haven't done that already. Yeah. yeah. But unless they're going to turn into a mega heel, then I think you got to give it to Liv. You can go either way on on this one too. I mean, I'll go with Ronda just to be different. It doesn't really matter, but yeah, um, I guess give it to Ronda. I thought, I mean, I thought Liv would have lost it by now, but God bless her. She's still winning matches. Dominic, what is the main event of this show? Is it the fight pit? Or is it the women's ladder match? 
it's pro. Mm. I'm going to say it's the women's ladder match because I think you're going to have a big return mm. at the end of the show. So first, let's talk about the fight pit. Matt Riddle takes on Seth Rollins with guest referee Daniel Cormier. Uh, kind of on the same vein, Dominic, where do you think they place this? Do you think they put this like on first? Or do you think they kind of put this in the middle just because of like logistics-wise trying to build the fight pit? Unless they do like a lion's den match where it's like in the fucking, in the back, in the you know theater park, which I don't think they have one in Philly, but who yeah. knows? I don't know. I mean... I don't really want it to be the very first thing, but I wouldn't mind it being somewhere in the middle. Um, but uh, I, I don't understand how this is going to work just because, I mean, I understand the concept of fight pit, but with Cormier being the ref, is it, you know, I, I just, I don't quite understand the, like. I don't think Cormier is like going to get involved. Like maybe he like scolds Seth a little bit, but I don't think he's going to be involved in the finish. Like I don't well, think it's going to be like an angle of him. Well, my thing though is like, is it going to be a shoot or is it a work? If it's a shoot, I'm pretty sure Riddle would wipe the floor with Seth Rollins. Exactly. So my thing is, is it safe to to expect that Riddle's going to just dominate Seth, or you know, is there going to be some shenanigans like? You know, I I don't know how to comprehend all of this. And so my pick is going to be kind of up in the middle. And, you know, I'm going to go with Cormier DQs them both or somebody like that. I'm going to go with Riddle to get the win. I know Seth has the U.S. match with uh, Lashley on Monday. So maybe you can do, you know, the 50-50 booking where Riddle wins on Saturday. Rollins wins on Monday. And he, you know, the heel can kind of get away unscathed. So, but. I mean, I could I can see the story kind of being Riddle dominating, quote unquote, but then Seth kind of uses like some cheap tactics to kind of get the upper hand and Cormier yells at him and yada, yada, yada. Maybe Seth climbs up to the, the top area of the fight pit, does a diver, you know, jumps off or something. But I, I am intrigued to see how Seth, you know, works this match because he kind of has his own style, has his own flow and, you know, with no ropes and closed in, it kind of forces him to change up his style a bit and i'm excited to see what he can do with it then in the main event according to dominic the raw women's championship as bianca belair defends against bailey and as dominic hinted at the white rabbit seems to be on the horizon with all the different qr codes and all these different shits that are connecting to bray wyatt and alexa bliss is kind of loosely associated with it uh, so first, Dominic, how have you thought? What do you think of the uh, the White Rabbit stuff? Because I think we haven't even talked about it at all. Because it's really kind of yeah. amped up this last couple of weeks. I mean, I'm I'm. It's kind of cool that they're doing all this secretive kind of shit, and then all the plus with all the back backstage kind of like, oh, the fire or you know all the little uh, little little subtle in the windows and shit like that. But I mean, I don't want that to come down to the. I don't want Bray White to come out. I'm looking for a Sasha Banks, a Naomi, a, uh, you know, I, I want it to be a very good surprise return. And a Sasha Banks, Naomi return when you have damage, damage control as your um, tag champions and with Bailey, hopefully winning the Raw Women's Championship, you know, you can play different angles. Yeah, I mean, I could see Bailey or Bianca winning 
Um, there was an interview where Charlotte kind of hinted at wanting to go after Bianca. So I don't know if that's what the plan is. Um, I, you know, Bianca has kind of been hit or best with her, with her character kind of robotic and kind of, you know, just hitting the same beats over and over again. Bailey, you know, since her comeback, she's been okay. It's not exactly, you know, the refreshing character. That I think a lot of people hoped for, but I would expect we get Bray Wyatt returning and, you know, Alexa bliss is kind of involved somehow, not maybe with him, but maybe going against him. Or I, I don't exactly know how they're going to play this out, but we will get the Bray Wyatt debut or return at extreme rules. I just don't know if it's going to be in this match or if it's going to be, you know, just, I mean, it, it kind of just has to be this match. Cause I don't know what other match it would be unless it's just its own segment during the show. Which if it is, then you're basically going to ruin whatever matches after it. So hopefully not. Hopefully not. But we will talk about that next week when we reconvene, because that'll do it for us for today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, Dominic, it's been fun. Don't know how long we've been doing this, you know, almost two hours. I don't know when we officially officially started but uh eh, almost an hour almost two hours but it's been fun dominic if you want to follow us on the socials curveballs and cs on twitter and instagram curveball and cs at gmail.com if you want to send in a question like mr x via email all the pertinent links are in the description of said podcast down below dominic any lasting words for the people uh you know Always take care of your mental health. If there's anything I could say supportive or meaningful is just, you know, it's okay to cry. Real men do cry. And, you know, always, you know, reach out to the ones you love the most because they do care. And there we go. A nice emotional, serious shout out Lance Storm. End to the podcast. Goodbye and good night. Uh, Bye-bye. Evolutionary.